Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get it. The Bird Show. All right. Fat phobic or preference. We have had this discussion on the show before, but I thought this was really interesting. Somebody sent me this article off of Reddit, which I've tried to go to Reddit. It gives me a, Does Reddit give you a headache? I hate it. I can't find anything. Yeah, I hate Reddit. <laughs> I, I won't go there at all. What? I love Reddit. It's, it's my favorite. It's all over the place. It is. It needs some borders. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's chew on this here. Cassie, for sure, I want to get you in on this. Um... I'm a 28-year-old female, went on a date with a 32-year-old male guy that I met on Hinge. We talked on the phone before the date, and we had so much in common and basic ideologies. I was really excited for the date, and I chose something casual because I don't like to eat a whole dinner on the first date. I'd rather keep things light in case there isn't chemistry in person, and we both have to end the date early, so I suggested we get tea and pastries. Anyway, when I showed up to the date, he looked nothing like his pictures. I'm pretty sure he used really old photos because he was five times bigger in person. That might be a separate conversation right there. I could tell it was him, but wasn't really him, if that makes sense. I was very disappointed because I was really excited about the date. Nonetheless, I sat down and had tea with him. I made the best of the situation, but I felt like he was a little dishonest. He technically didn't catfish me because it was him in the pictures, but bigger. I have nothing against fat people, but I am not attracted to overweight people. I work out six days a week, and I'm very much into fitness. I know that overweight people work out too, and there are so many reasons why people are overweight, but I told him about my lifestyle and how I love lifting. He told me he thinks lifting weight is a waste of time, and he does yoga sometimes, and that's about it. Anyway, after the date, I told him I enjoyed our conversation, but won't be moving forward. He said, uh, he asked why, and I told him the truth. He said, I was fat phobic and only cared about the physical appearance, appearance and gym bros, is what he said. And he was happy not to have wasted money on dinner on me. I told him, well, I suggested tea anyway because I didn't want him spending much. She says, am I wrong here? I really never thought of myself as fat phobic. I just believe that I have a preference and I do not ask of others what I do not possess. I am physically fit and just want the same thing. Moreover, I love working out and would like to do that with my partner. He thinks it's a waste of time. You know, I, I don't. If I were in her shoes and I went on a date and the person who showed up did not look like their photos, whether they're older, younger, 
I would feel like I had been lied to. Sure. And I think that's fair. And it also seems that they don't have a lot in common. If you do like weightlifting, if you do like working out and being active, you want a partner and you want a partner who enjoys that with you. That's okay to not be compatible in that area. That doesn't make you fat phobic. What makes you fat phobic is if you look at a picture of a fat person, you're like, ugh, ugh, disgusting. No, swipe just because they're fat and you don't ever even give them a chance. Because if that heavy partner can lift more than you and hits the gym the same amount as you, Mm. the only excuse you have is the appearance. And that's what starts to uh, walk into the realm of fat phobia. But But that's what she would have done. Uh Had she seen his actual photo, she wouldn't have swiped right on him. You know, and I think that's a gray area. I honestly do. And I think I have a lot of bias. I can sit here and be like, absolutely. Fat phobic is a very strong word. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that fat fat phobia is really when you start to get into the realm of hating fat people, being disgusted by them, not wanting to talk to them, touch them, sit by them on a plane. You know, that's fat phobia. I understand there's a preference. Mm -hmm. I do believe, and there are studies to show this, like that kind of preference is learned. It used to be that fat people were the sort of beautiful icons. I mean, there are painters who are famous for painting fat people because it meant you had money and wealth and you didn't have to work. And so really that wanting the fit body is a learned thing. And so at that point, I'm like, well, you learned it from society. I can't really blame you or fault you for that, but Mm -hmm. I do think you should be aware and cognizant of it. And when you're going into the dating world, give fat people a chance. And I think you might be really surprised. Yeah, this is the same kind of conversation we had before. And you had the one thing that you did say, um, the difference, because here I am, um, I kind of feel as a short guy, I'm at the bottom of the dating pool, right? Uh, When it comes to dating. Um, the one thing you have said to me before is that I don't think that short guys get judged just for being short. It's either a physical preference or not. Whereas you said that anytime you're in a restaurant, if you're putting anything in your mouth, you feel like you're being judged. You've seen it. And I don't feel that. But I do not get offended at all if somebody says that short is not for them. I don't think they're short phobic. I just think it's a preference. That's not what they're attracted to. And that's what I am. So let's just move it on. But you can say like you can honestly say you don't nobody's ever treated you in such a way that they were repulsed by your short person. Not that I know of. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think that's what some people who are Mm. overweight or obese have to deal with. People treat them like they are repulsive beings. Right. I've always agreed with with Bert. Everything that he just said on this topic, I've I've always seen it as a preference. I I think of phobia, when I think of phobia, I think of disgust. Like, if you are disgusted with some, the way someone looks, however that is, then I I think you have an issue. But I think if it's just a a basis of dating who you would date, I, I see it as a preference. Like, I, I have a cousin who only dates heavier women. That is his preference. Like, I don't look at that as he's discriminating on skinnier women. That that That's just his preference. That's what he likes. So I, I've always seen it as you can you can be allowed to have a preference. But um, when did we get into the fetish territory? Yeah. Because that's, that's the whole other swing of the, mm, of the whatever that pendulum. thing is. Thank you. <laughs> um, you underscored this whole thing for me when I asked you, like, if a white woman says that I just don't go out with black dudes, it's just not my thing. To you, that wasn't racist. Nah, I didn't. I didn't it wasn't I didn't, pre- prejudice. Yeah, I didn't feel that way at all. I mean, that's that's just your preference. Like, I, I don't, I don't take it personal. I guess is what it is. Like, I don't personalize it. I don't feel like she's saying something is wrong with black men or I'm not uh, good enough as a black man. She just prefers to date white men, and that's fine. That's her preference. I think when it comes to weight too, though, you do have to remember in terms of the short comparison as well. 
I like your bottom of the dating pool. That's really funny, and that's how it feels. But there's so much more stigma attached to the weight, and I think that's why people get so extra sensitive about it because they've shown people who have lost weight and then are normal are treated better by their own family members. And Mm. then when they gain the weight back, they're treated like crap again. Mm. So it's just built into society so much. And so every day people are fat, people are passed over for promotions. They don't get jobs. They don't get treated the same way by coworkers or family or friends. Genuinely. And it's not like anyone's standing there spitting on them or kicking them. Like, so it's very hard to see. But when you lose the weight, there is that thin, it's called thin privilege. And you're treated differently. So when we're talking about dating, for me, it's just one more thing in a long line of ways that fat people are treated differently by members of society. So, yes, I could say it's your preference, but I also know there's so much more built into that. There's so much more iceberg under the water Mm -hmm. that you're not seeing. So it's very hard for me to sit here and be like, yeah, it's just preference when... I know there's more to right. it. I've never taken offense to when Abby says that she will only date tall guys, right? That's just her preference. I don't think she's short phobic, <laughs> and you can't be, actually. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not short phobic. It's not my fault that all the hot guys are above 6'6". Six, six. Okay, now that's okay. Now that's <laughs> <a bitch>. <laughs> <laughs> We just crossed the line. <laughs> Listen, it's the Bird Show. Kaylee is saying that the message that he got was appalling. That's a strong word. <laughs> appalling, is. Kaylee. Yeah, I just, I mean, we're all friends here, right? But, I mean, there's just some things I wouldn't text you. Kristen, I wouldn't text you, hey, Kristen, ask Bart if it's okay if I shave my balls with the same <laughs> razor I shave my face with. If you got that text, yeah. w- would you just be like, what in the hell? Why are you asking me? Me. Of all to, the people you right, can ask in your life. To ask your husband yes. for that response. It's like a little, you probably don't even want to think about that. No, no, that's not an image I really want to have. Just for the record, I would send that to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would send you that <laughs> To be honest. Well, and then I would, be like, would have the answer. If there's anybody I would send it to, well, that's a woman, it would be you. Okay, but you have Bart's number. Exactly. So like, well. like text him. But still, and you all take... can do ball chat on your own time. <laughs> let's take out the fact that Bert has Bart's number. Okay, okay. Or but, that I have still, balls. nonetheless. Or that I even have balls. (laughs) (laughs) That you even have anything to shave. Well, so it was a week or so back where I get a text message from Amber and then I see... Amber is one of our producers on the show. Correct. Beautiful woman sitting right next to me. Anyway, um, and then I see that there's an audio clip because you know how you can text people an audio message? Tommy, roll the clip. I was just going to ask you or her if, if you're using waxing oils to like for pre-waxing your face, can you use that like for down parts. for other parts for of your body? That's all I wanted to know. But I was afraid to Google it because I was afraid I would get nothing but porn. That's why I was asking. So she was asking you to ask your wife this question. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, why is she texting me this? And, and why? And I mean, I, my wife is a woman, obviously. Um, yeah, but she does spray tan. Right. I'm like, wait, what is happening here? We assume. Let's go ahead and find out what your thinking was here, Amber. Let me start off with this, bud. All right. 
I may have had a few things to drink. Oh, okay. But also, I forgot that it was tanning. I was thinking <laughs> she was a waxed, like, professional. Okay. In my brain. Yeah, no, she does spray tans. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> But during, uh, after the fourth yingling, I thought <laughs> that this was a fair, because qu- the thing is, my buddy and I, you know, my, my, my best friend, we were mm-hmm. having a conversation about waxing, because I had just gotten like this uh, towel steamer thing, and I was like, oh, I'm going to open my pores, and then I'm going to wax my chin, and blah, blah, And then he was like, hey, well, do you think you can wax uh, the thing thing, you know? And I was like, I'm trying not to say the word, because no, I can't say it on air, but, you know, it's a G word that describes a man's... Uh, Area between his areas. Oh, we got it. G? Yeah. Geesh. Can you say it? I don't know. I don't it it know. rhymes with um, pooch. Pooch. But with yeah, the G. It's the same thing. Um, you can, um, you can uh, go, Gucci without the E. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we, we might have ourselves a, cu- a cultural difference here. Yeah. Really? Uh, in our oh. world, it starts with a T. It's a tank. Tank, yeah. tank, geesh, goosh. Oh, oh. You, tell, you said I could say it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we call oh. it the gooch. Oh, okay, the gooch. and we call it the taint. <laughs> the gooch. Well, the gooch in body it. piercing world, it was called the geesh piercing. So oh, that's really wait, yeah. people pierce the taint? Why? Yeah, that's Ew. wild. Ew. Oh, yeah, I did one, one time that's on That's not somebody. sanitary. The way you wipe... <laughs> You're wiping over the taint. Well, listen, listen. Oh. Kristen well, is more concerned about this than anything I've seen in no. a long time. So, so first off, I used to pierce everything, and that was one thing that I did not have any interest in doing, obviously, for obvious reasons. But this one person came in and insisted that that's what they wanted, and I said, well, if you let me do it with a six-gauge, which is about the, the needles a little bit smaller than this pen. No. In thickness, oh. I was like, if you're hardcore, I'll oh. do it. Just because wow. I'll say I'll do, do it. Even, you got to, like, roll under there like that thing when they're fixing the car. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> not quite. No, well, I had I had a gynecologist table, so we had like stirrups. Oh, okay, all right, all right. So you know, they put your legs in stirrups. You just right? move it to the side. And so and so yeah. just let it lay back. Oh. What is the benefit? Like I know in some areas it's supposed to well, like make it more sensitive. Well, down that is there, a but, sensitive spot. But while you're in the middle of the act, that is that piercing is not. I don't know. I've never okay. had one. But I'm not a pe- that piercing. I but- just don't know how that can be sanitary. <laughs> but dude, this guy was hardcore because yeah. this needle oh. was oh. so freaking big. I was like, this hey, is. No. Uh, and he and yeah, he he Damn. squealed. But yeah, anyway, at the end of the day, I'm like, well. If I was getting paid to do that, I, I'm stress-free now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal, dude. I don't see how that That's the only reason why it. I did it, because I was like, if you're that hardcore, I'll do it. We've learned so much we on did. the show today. This is basically NPR. NPR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever online and you're on a dating app and you're not sure if the person you're talking to is black or white, you ask them, what is the area called? <laughs> <laughs> right between those two parts, and the way they answer it will tell you what they say. Hey, can I add one thing? Sure. True story. Sure. Eight years, ten years later, I'm at PF Chang's at the bar, eating dinner with my wife, and the bartender goes, "Hey, that's the dude that pierced my geese no. in front of the whole bar." No. And I was like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Listen, it's the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. She saw that Simone Biles was a little busy defending her husband online and thought, hmm, maybe it's my turn to step in to try and take 
the GOAT gymnast status. So Gabby Douglas has announced her return to competitive gymnastics. She wants to go to Paris for the Summer Olympics. So Gabby Douglas was the first black gymnast to win the Olympic all-around gold medal when she earned the top prize in London back in 2012. And now she wants to go for another one. She went on Hallie Jackson now and said, I'm still a competitor at heart. I didn't want to end this sport how I did in 2016. I wanted to take a step back and work on my mental state. I love gymnastics and love pushing myself. I never wanted to walk away on a bad day. So she's set to return to her first competition in eight years in Louisville, Kentucky. And this is going to be her first competition since the 2016 Rio Olympics. She is set to be the oldest gymnast in the Winter Cup. So intern Caroline says that she is a bit of an expert on this subject. So she's here to comment. Tossing it to you across the studio. Yeah, this is huge, guys. Like, huge. So this is the first time that... There will be three all-around Olympic gymnasts going against each other. So in 2012, we have Gabby, that who won the all-around. In 2016, Simone Biles won it. Now in 2020, SUNY went for it. So And SUNY won it. So now you have three out of the five spots already taken for mm-hmm. the Olympic. So it's very, very cool to see them all three going against each other because... It's never been heard of, and they're being referred to as the, I think, the Magic Three, like uh, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan, and uh, Magic, Magic Magic Johnson. Okay. Oh, they're, okay. They're being compared to the those top three guys, so it's hmm. pretty cool. Um, and you were a gymnast back in the day? Yeah, I, and, was, yeah, I did it competitively. And why'd you give it up? My ankles. <laughs> you what? You did what? I broke my ankles. Uh, both of them? Oh, yeah. No. I had wow. two NCAA scholarships for it and then broke them and then that's how I got into the military. So you oh. broke both ankles yeah. on, on one event? Uh, floor, yeah. Oh! Oh, God. Ouch. Yeah. Oh. I was a level 10. So While I you were it. competing? Uh, no, I was in practice. It was right before my senior se- season. Oh, geez. Oh, God. And you broke them on the same routine. Yeah. Ooh. Same path. And you had scholarships to wear? University of West Virginia and... Um, Arizona. Oh, wow. I would wow. tell people I was that damn good. My yeah. uncles ain't know what to do with me. <laughs> they hold me up. So that's why I joined the military. But yeah, gymnastics is a huge part of my backstory. Yeah. And um, Military will take anybody. I'm you got super- two broken ankles? Come on. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, they get, just throw you some crutches and say, come on. <laughs> you don't need feet. Here's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I really love the energy that 2024 is bringing with the competitiveness. Because we were talking about this earlier. Like, we're ex- really excited for the Super Bowl. Like, we're feeling like it's going to be a really close game. Mm-hmm. So now with the Summer Olympics bringing yeah, this energy. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. I am a, I love the Summer Olympics. It's like one thing I look forward to every year. I might have been born on an Olympic year, so maybe that's why I like it. But it's pretty. I'm so excited. The Summer Olympics are so much better than the Winter Olympics. And it comes down to one thing. Skin. (laughs) (laughs) I think the bobsled's a little bit better. I'm I'm personally very partial to curling. Curling (laughs) is my my favorite sport to watch. Summer Olympics are sexy. They are. Winter Olympics, way too many clothes. But they're adding adding a lot of new sports into, like, flag football this summer will be the first Summer Olympics. Flag football is an Olympic sport now? That sounds stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they are adding flag football. And I think there's a few other ones. Um, Maybe cheerleading might be in there, but yeah. Oh, cheerleading. Okay. Hello. Yeah.
Would sure to be a good match. Flag football and then cheerleaders on the sideline. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in L.A., it is like the rainiest it has ever been since 1998. The so- Southern Californians literally do not know what to do with themselves. And it led to some pretty uh, sketchy things happening with a lot of artists ha- going to the Grammys. So Mariah Carey almost missed her opportunity to get up on stage and present an award because she was stuck in traffic. And they had to get a little creative with getting her from the highway to the Grammys. It was about 4.45. We're going live in 15 minutes. Scissor, we're not sure she's going to make it back in time for her performance. Burner Boy was stuck in traffic, might not make it. And you definitely won't have Mariah, Casey, Christina Aguilera and Lizzo all stuck in traffic, won't make the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. In the end, they went and got a golf cart they drove it down the side of the freeway. <laughs> they picked Mariah Carey up out of her SUV that was stuck in traffic. Four people running around the side with umbrellas because, of course, they had to have umbrellas <laughs> to make sure she didn't get so wet that she couldn't go on stage. We literally ran, like, we drove a golf cart up the wrong way of the freeway and bought her back so she made it on time. If you were watching this, you would never believe this is happening. You'd be like, this is not real life. Right. It can't be real. I'm surprised Mariah Carey did it. She'd be like, give me a gold golf cart <laughs> and I'll take it. But. I just want to know who her hairstylist is because with that humidity and the rain, she looked amazing yeah. up on stage. So shout out to them. And you know what I think we missed there? I meant to bring this up the other day also. Yes, Mariah looked amazing. Did y'all see Christina Aguilera? <gasps> no. She looks so good. Oh. How come nobody was, has been talking about they this? Have they have been. I haven't seen any article. Not not one. Everybody's talking about Miley and how great Mariah looked. Way less about Christina Aguilera. They weren't. They haven't been talking about Christina at the Grammys because we've seen it. Like they've been talking about it leading up to it and her transformation. Maybe I yeah. haven't seen it up until then. It. But I was like, I don't even know who it was. Flawless. She yeah. is so yeah. flawless. I want to know who her doctor is. Hit me up. All right. Former bachelorette <laughs> Caitlin Bristow said she felt like she should date women after her last relationship. I'll tell you about the split that made her feel that way on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Bound to happen more and more and more. As a guy that really loves to travel when I can, uh, I see so many more dogs in the airport now and on flights than I ever have before. I don't know how it's happening. I don't, I don't know if they're applying as like, um, what do you call them? Um, emotional, support. emotional support. Emotional support dogs, right? Um, but I'm seeing so many more. And I've often had the thought, like on long flights, what are these dogs doing as far as like pooping and peeing goes? It's mm. just a matter of time for it. There's an incident. The incident happened uh, on a flight that was a United Airlines flight from Denver to Portland. Woman sitting in an aisle seat toward the back of the plane had quite a mess on her hands. She had a chihuahua with her, and he just decided to relieve himself all, all, all over her lap. It was on the armrest, the outer armrest. It was on her seat and in the floor. It was all on her blouse, kind of on her pants. And, uh, you know, it had been flying all day, right? It probably had a, a upset stomach. So it wasn't just like a typical owl poop. It was, you know, it was a mess. The lady was reluctant to move or to deal with it. The flight attendants were slow to come. They cleaned it eventually with, um, they were wearing like hazmat type of clothes and they cleaned the seat and they cleaned the seat uh, around it. Mm, so that smells something rancid. I got to be honest with you, in the overall scheme of things, I don't feel nearly as bad for the owner of the dog as I do everybody else on that plane. I know. Damn, because you can't can't escape that smell. (laughs) Nothing you can do. All right, so you're, 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 Wedding day has to be perfect because it is your special day, right? I believe this is the first email that we have received that a pantsuit is at the middle of the controversy of a wedding. To all my ally friends at the Burt Show, 
Hope you're doing awesome. I'm a big fan of your show and I've got this situation I'm hoping you can help me out with. I've been asked to be a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding, which is super exciting. But here's the thing. She asked all of us bridesmaids to wear dresses. Now, I'm a lesbian who hasn't worn a dress since the fifth grade when my mom forced me to wear one for my elementary school graduation. I prefer pants. Pants suits are my go-to choice for any formal occasion, not just because they're stylish and comfortable, but because they reflect who I am and how I express myself. They just make me feel like me, you know? The bride has a particular vision for her wedding, which includes all the bridesmaids being uniform. I totally respect her wishes and understand that it's her big day, but the thought of wearing a dress just does not sit right with me. I'm torn between wanting to be there for her and staying true to myself. On one hand, I want to support my friend and make her wedding dreams come true. On the other hand, I don't want to feel like I'm compromising my own identity and comfort for the sake of someone else's vision. What do you think I should do? Should I grin and bear it for the bride's sake or should I stand my ground and sport my trusty pantsuit? Ever been in a similar pickle? Thanks a ton for any advice you can offer. <laughs> she signs it Gail, but she's capitalized the G-A-Y, so it's Gail. <laughs> um, I'm going to back out of this one because I think weddings are ridiculous. <laughs> I you mean, can't just back out of everything you think is ridiculous because then we would never say anything. <laughs> no, that conversation we had about Taint, I was all in. <laughs> um, I just feel like... <sighs> I, I, and I know this is I, idealistic, but if you're going to invite your closest friend, don't you love them unconditionally either way? So who cares if they're in a pantsuit? The, the fact of the matter is they're standing up next to you and supporting you on your biggest day. Uh, but I understand that is a very idealistic view and the pictures mean everything. and It has to be perfect and everything has to be congruent. I don't get it. So I'm backing out. Every time I've been a bridesmaid, not one time has the dress that I've worn felt true to who I am. But you, you wear it because that's what the bride tells yeah. you to wear. You have a certain, they, they, she has a vision. You know, it's like being invited to a costume party in a way. And there's a certain dress code for the costume party. On the other hand, I don't think it hurts to ask. Like, I think yeah. as long as you ask first and say, hey, can I wear this pantsuit? It just, I'm just more comfortable in it. You know me, I never wear a dress. Mm -hmm. Chances are you're, the bride's probably going to be okay with it. And then if she says, no, like, I really want everybody in the exact same dress, then I honestly, I would grin and bear it. It's three hours. It's a dress. You're going to be uncomfortable. But what else is new with being a bridesmaid? And maybe there's a compromise here too, because I, I do, I agree with you, Abby, as far as like, I can't remember one bridesmaid's dress that I felt like was, you know, representative of who I am as a person. Um, in this instance, I mean, if this is something that is super, like you're going to feel like such a, um, a sham or like you're, you're truly compromising your self-worth, ask the bride um, if she says it would really mean a lot to me. Instead of looking at it as you compromising yourself, look at it as you doing the bride a solid. Like you're doing, if this is, because the, the best best friends go both ways. Like, yes, this is who you are and she will respect that, but yes, this is what she wants, so you should respect that. Mm -hmm. So find a happy medium, wear the dress for the ceremony and the pictures, and then Put your trusty pantsuit okay. on for the reception and I, rock that bad boy out right at the reception. I feel like the B, my BS meter is pinging here on this because I think that if this was a real case scenario, 80% of brides would not accept the pantsuit in the photos. Oh, I would let I whoever would. wear yeah. the pantsuit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Would you really? Yeah. I, so I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't make like the connection. I would say everyone's wearing dresses. And so I wouldn't put it together, but my friend came to me and was like, hey, I don't do dresses. Like, I really want pants. I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, you guys most ch- more chill? Am, am I just interpreting this the wrong way? It seems to me like you guys would be more chill about this than most. I mean, maybe. I mean, I was an older bride because I didn't get married until my late 30s, but I... Having been in multiple weddings, I want everybody. I wanted everybody to be comfortable, which is why I told my bridesmaids, "Here's the color. Find the dress of your dreams and yeah. wear whatever makes you cozy." I think also the wedding industry is shifting to more to, to respect bridesmaids' individual styles. Like in all all the weddings that I've been in, except for one, you're given like a website to choose from, and you're allowed to pick whichever one is going to look best on your body. So to me, this would be the exact same thing. Like, okay, we all have a color scheme, but maybe you wear a trendy jumpsuit or something that feels more comfortable to you, but it. Fits it's within the theme. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be Be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Bird Show. All right, it's go time, losers. (laughs) (laughs) Smack talking already. It is the great Bird Show Bake Off Part 2. We had our first great Bird Show Bake Off. Everybody had to bring in banana muffins. And... I didn't. Li- I did not like how that ended. Because <laughs> you <No>. lost. <laughs> Who did, won that? How did it end? Um, it it won. It ended. I, it ended badly. It ended, Clearly, it's traumatic. It's yeah. very traumatic, yeah. Kevin. Yeah. So we have Chef Kevin Gillespie in studio, and I'm gonna be. I'm a fangirl, so I'm gonna be honest. I always get a little bit nervous when Kevin comes in studio because I'm such a huge Top Chef fan, and I'm so judgmental. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin's gonna be our judge today. And the last time we did this, we all made the exact same thing. We made banana muffins. And I was very proud of my muffins. <laughs> they were moist. God, they were please. delicious. Mm-hmm. Don't lead off with that word. Please. 
moist muffins are important. Yeah. But oh. I came in dead last, all yeah. right? And Bert's burnt banana loaf somehow beat my banana muffins. The man couldn't even follow directions. Like, he didn't even make a muffin. No. He made a damn loaf that he burnt to an oblivion, and it somehow beat mine. Kevin, I will tell you this. And for those of you that don't know, Kevin Gillespie is an award-winning chef. He has been on reality TV shows, uh, like Top Chef, where he was the fan favorite. Dude just got a Michelin star, too, right? Right, yeah. yeah. How does that whole thing work? I, I honestly have no idea. As best I know, I have bought some Michelin tires in the past, but I don't, I'm not sure if that's like a, a caveat for it. But yeah, we just showed up one day to a place and they were like, here's this, uh, here's this plaque. And that so, was it. So. so they don't tell you that they're coming to sample the no. food or anything? You no, do- they're so secretive. Like you, I have no idea who any of the graders are. I know that they have to come multiple times. They've probably come again this year. Like we, it's yeah, clandestine. And this is for a gun show? Yeah, this is for guns. Wow, congratulations, man. man. And then on top of that, you're opening a new restaurant. Yeah, so Nadir opens May 1st, and that was just uh, named most anticipated opening of 24 by Bon Appetit. So we're super pumped about that. And what's the premise of Nadir? It is, I guess you'd say it's like modern Scottish. So, yeah, that's where. What is is Scottish food? Just nothing but garbage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as if you guys can't tell, my family is from Scotland. We look like we just showed up yesterday. The red deer um, doesn't give it away yeah, at exactly. all. Yeah, uh, No, it's honestly, I think the, the concept is really just rooted around like uh, mostly wood-fired cooking. So the kitchen is mostly wood-burning stuff. So very homey, very comforting, but kind of like what I did at Wood Fire Grill years ago. We just sort of mm-hmm. pick it up where we left off with that. So, so you just smell like a giant block of firewood when you go all home. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Which my wife love. loves that. My wife actually does weirdly love it I yeah. you know but and the dogs like it even more so. <laughs> so um last time we did this we had amateurs that were judging um so Kristen can take some kind of comfort in yeah, that they don't know what they're doing they no. don't know what they're doing and one of them by the way had tongue cancer she couldn't even taste it <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not sure if she had it before or after she tasted okay. Kristen's meal but either way she had tongue cancer I did not give Rebecca tongue cancer radioactive <laughs> banana muffin <laughs> by the way, we talk so much about the loser but Cassie won that last one, and she's bowing out because since she's already won, she doesn't have to prove herself anymore. Uh, okay. oh, I wanted to make it fair for Kristen. Sounds, I didn't think it was just going to be able to win. That sounds like a loophole to me. Yeah, <laughs> she's retired. Well, once you win, you don't. You definitely don't want to show up and become dead last the next time. Right, you know, and Kristen is cloud. the um, most passionate about cooking. Um, I will tell you this, Kevin. It is different this year for me than it has been in past years when you've been in here because I actually have started cooking for the first time in my life. See, I was mostly worried about what you were going to make. Always. I was like, what is what, Wait, the, what is Bert going to show up Were you the judge he year, the year he scraped out the inside of a Hot Pocket? Yes, and I've been the ju- I've been here when he has discussed putting all of Thanksgiving's meal in a bucket. <laughs> so, you know, which isn't a, like a huge confidence boosting, you know, statement to hear. I was way time. ahead of my time with that one. Okay, you weren't ready. It's for just that. like a bowl, but much much larger. <laughs> yeah, bowls. Are, I mean, yeah, those are all the rage. I have over the course of the last couple of months done a real 180 on this whole cooking thing and i have started to actually enjoy it like last year or last night when i was making my meal i felt like i was moving around super fast and i realized like cooking can actually slow you down a little bit you gotta focus i've really really enjoyed it now that said 
is probably going to suck. <laughs> but at least this year, it's not a hot pot. I'll be able to taste the passion. Yes. So, yes. It's made with love. And that's oh, what or, or at least some sort of so manic like energy. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't come out of a box this year is all I'm saying. All right, so okay. we're going to be easy on your stomach. There's four dishes. Okay. You obviously don't know who made what, but it's going to be Bert, myself, Abby, and Mo, who are competing in the Great Bert Show Bake Off. And this is the big game edition. Okay. So these are items that we would bring to a Super Bowl party, a tailgate party for everybody to enjoy. Okay. So there was no rules like sweet, savory. Nope. Like, nope. Okay. Whatever Either you want. Or sweet, yep. savory, but whatever you would like to contribute to the Super Bowl party this weekend, that's what we brought. Okay. The only requirement was it can't give you salmonella. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's it. Thank you. No That's E. coli. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No salmonella. We didn't say anything about E. coli. Oh, we didn't? I can't promise that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Keep the ball low. All right. I've gotten listeria before, so, you know, that's... Ooh, that's yeah. never good. No, it's not what great. I don't even that? know what that is. It's like another one of those. I got it from, like, buying... Like, this is... You don't want to eat healthy. I bought, like, you know, the organic salad greens. Uh-huh. Got listeria. Yep. Oh, Tomorrow's story. Don't eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let Tommy, let's go ahead and bring in dish number one. Right. Bring in the dish bring number, in the one. number one. Number one. And this is blind. I have no idea who You don't know is. who made what. But no. I'm probably going to be able to guess is what you're saying. Okay. Oh. All right. And if you can give a play-by-play mm. of what you're tasting in your mouth and what it looks like, <laughs> uh, that would be fantastic so first for of our all, listening audience. I think yeah. this is the Fritos... Bowl? Scoops. Scoop? Is this a scoop? Those okay. Scoops. The Frito scoop, which I do like. You know, that's a good vehicle for dips. I feel like I'm going to see a lot of dips today. That's, is a, that that's the, a kind of a classic. Is that the Bowl. best vehicle for a dip that's scooped kind of? Um, is that what you call it? Yeah, I yeah. think it just depends on what your thing is. You know, you got to consider the flavor profile. This looks like a spinach artichoke dip, if I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. It's got a lot of garlic in it. Perfect for... Bright and early. Wake your right up. It is very good. Um, I think this works really good with that because it's kind of got that Houston's thing going on with the tortilla chip slash spinach artichoke dip. Yeah, it's very good. Didn't oh, he's going back in for a second bite? Very tasty. Okay, that's- Ooh, okay. Very tasty. Good texture. Um, not too smooth. Not too chunky. You don't want one where somebody like accidentally leaves a whole artichoke in it, um, <laughs> which I have seen many, many times ever. Yeah, that's good. That's delicious. Okay. All right. That's, All right. that's dish number one. Whoever uh, right. made that, you got a delicious. If this is where we're going, then yeah. I'm going to be really pleased today. Yeah. Oh, we're starting off strong. Yep. Yeah. All right. right. Dish, yeah. We have not, we, two. I'm putting myself collectively dish in this. Dish number two. Not always had the best showings here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you even came back this year. Okay. <laughs> right. And you have survived. I was just driving down the road and someone texted me. I was like, well, I'm already here. Free food? Why not? Yeah, I was already in the lobby. So what we got here? Oh, first of all, someone is trying to sway me with a real fork. Oh. Okay. okay. I, yeah, all right. Interesting. You had a little right. pasta salad action there? Pasta salad, which I would call a little bit of a weird choice for a Super Bowl. Off um, oh, to a great start here. Yeah, I don't really normally show up to the, to the big game, and I'm, and I'm like, I got a macaroni salad. Does it, have some, does it have spinach or basil in it? Speaking of, what is this? I think it's spinach. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, so this is the healthy option mm-hmm. of the day. A little bit of carbs, a little fat. It's got some cheese in it, a little goat cheese kind of situation here. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. nothing nothing miraculous. It's not bad. Okay. It is definitely a side dish, but it feels like it needs something to go with it. Okay, so, so it is serviceable is what you're saying. Yeah, it's serviceable. Like okay. if you had a piece of grilled chicken or something oh. along with it, I think that would boost you up a little bit. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. That's number two. Number three. <laughs> the anticipation. Yep. 
All right, I can already see coming in another riff on the tortilla chip and dip. Okay, I don't actually know what this dip is. It looks kind of like elote or something, like a corn like dip. It's got some cilantro here, tortilla chips. We'll see what it got. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like a sour cream, sp- spicy-ish, not particularly spicy, like corn and cilantro kind of thing. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's either frozen or um, or canned corn. The only reason I bring that up is that, to me, they always have kind of a weird texture. They're a little chewy and, like, kind of artificially sweet. So I think it would have been a little bit better if you'd gotten fresh corn. But it is the middle of winter, so that's not really enough. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, unless you, you know a guy. Yeah. That's not bad. It's got a lot of acid to it. So that wouldn't be good at a party. You're drinking. You know, it's not going to, like fatigue your palate. Mm. Not, I'm not sure that really comes up at your Super Bowl party a lot. <laughs> We're regularly discussing things like that. I love fatigue this. your palate. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're like a dip sommelier. Like, I feel like you're telling us about the mm-hmm. notes in each dip. So I have a Super Bowl party every year and it's the dip-off and we compete for this giant, like, motocross trophy that I had made. Yes. Um, I just thought it'd be cool to have one. I really just wanted a motocross trophy. But, <laughs> um, and I, all of my guests have to bring a dip, and then we do this, but like at scale, like 50, 60 of them. And so, oh, yeah. 50 or 60? Well, first yeah. of all, wow. this is not even fair. That's like Michael Jordan going, hey, come on over for the free throw competition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't compete, sir. Oh, okay. And in all, all fairness, right. there are two categories there's an amateur and a pro. And so, if you cook <laughs> for a living, you can't enter the amateur okay. category. Okay, all that's, right. that's all fair. Right. But, if you win the amateur category, you get boosted to pros the next year. Oh, it's really? Like the Premier League. Yeah, we're doing it so like yeah. It's like it's like European soccer. We're using the exact same model. So, so if you come in last, you get relegated to the one hundred percent. That's it. Yeah. Minus. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's a awesome. huge morale boost for you, by the way. All right, All right. last dish number four. Here we come. Oh, you're gonna end with some sweet. Hey, that's nice. Okay. Sweet treat. Excellent. He's going to cleanse the palate with his coffee. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. This looks like a s'mores situation. I love s'mores. Okay. So, you, so I mean, whoever, somebody already won you. Yeah. I love s'mores. Um, what is I'm, it about the s'more that you love so much, Well, Kevin? I think it's the fact that as a fat kid, um, <laughs> any person who like was like, what, you know what? If only we could make this candy bar sweeter. Yeah. And they were like, I think we could do that. What if we put a marshmallow and then a cookie with it? And so like, yeah, good idea. Um, Though oftentimes gone wrong. So let's see what we got here. So, yeah, oh, yeah, this is definitely s'mores. This is getting in my beard for sure. There's no classy way of doing this. I'm just going <laughs> to ditch the, the utensil here. I don't know what the muffin part is, though, but here we go. Ooh, nice little pull to it. It was. Mm-hmm. I that's, think in the s'more world, that's a good thing, right? That's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We had a delicious. Mm-hmm. Out of I don't know who Kevin made that, Gillespie. but that's delicious. All right, we're going to find out in a couple seconds. Okay, so let's go ahead. Do whatever you got to do. Retaste if you oh, need, I don't need to. No. Run. He's like, he's ready to taste. Okay, you ready to do it now? Yeah. Right, screw it. Let's just do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try 36 different things here. Like. <laughs> I, I get what you're trying to do. He's trying to, like, you know, do, like, a little extended yeah. TSL. Right, right. But if yeah. you're ready, if you want to get no, into it. No, I get it. Yeah, it's like reality TV, and you want to, like, bait it out a little bit longer and say, yeah. oh, God, how can I possibly ruminate over all four of these things? <laughs> um, man, yeah. Oh, gosh, right. yeah. Mm. Go ahead and rank up, Kevin. Who's last? The pasta salad's last. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh. That's you, wasn't it, Bert? Yeah, it was. See, I knew it was. Well, I knew you were. 
Sorry. Is that against the rules? Man, that man curse him so bad. It's so bad. It's so I made bad. a Michelin star chef cuss on the radio. I take such pride in that. Oh, my God. This is really a win. This is really a win. I'm so scared. I, I appreciate you so much. This is airing in all churches around America, right? By the way, this is not a podcast. This is live on the radio. Right. Yeah, is that a problem? I told my mom to listen. She's going to be super proud. That will be our promo today. For sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Pasta salads last. Sorry, Bert. Not a bad one. Just not a great one. Next time I'm going in with unhealthy stuff. I only had seven recipes to choose from in one cookbook that I got. Somebody got me. What book is a seven recipe book? No, no, no. In this particular chapter, it was snacks and side dishes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And this seemed like the easiest, and I did go for all the healthy. I will say this, too, though. I did it while I was on Delta 8, and I forgot to, I, I gave too much oregano, it, yeah. too much lime juice, and there the, was something that I the forgot. The lime juice wasn't bad, but the, definitely the oregano, okay. it, it tasted like I was like sucking down the pizza parlor. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want to back down on the oregano. All right, fair Just enough. Just a skosh. Fair enough. Uh, um, okay, number, number, three. number three then. So we're now we're into a bronze medal. Yeah. Okay. So Burt's was, gets nothing. Yeah. Um, but the bronze medal is... It's going to be, I don't know what it is, but the corn dip, kind of creamy corn dip. That is is me. Oh. That's my street corn dip. It's not bad at all. <laughs> it's just not good. I used I used canned corn. Right. Canned corn, I think, throws it off. Okay. I think if you switch to frozen corn, you'd end up with something better. Okay. If you have fresh corn, that'd be even better. Um, but what you're saying is I'm not last. You're not last. No, no, no. No, it is actually a really good idea. And I think that if you adjusted the seasoning a little bit, it's a little under seasoned. Okay. And you got a better corn that doesn't taste like tinny, okay. then you'd be, it might have even won. Okay, so, yeah. gotcha. It's a good idea. And by the way, was, always take your tip. My husband and I now refuse to get cheese in a bag because of the last time you were on and we only shred our cheese at whenever see? we use Excellent. it. What was so, the advice there? Because of all the um It's like coated chemicals. in cornstarch and all kinds of chemicals and stuff oh. so that it doesn't turn into one giant. So it doesn't also revert back to block cheese. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's like it's better like if you just grate your own cheese out of a block, you're yeah. just you're gonna get a better taste. Oh. Which better. is what I did. You don't get that weird melty on the top where you can see every individual mm-hmm. shred, which is not how it works. And My pepper jack came from a block. It wasn't from a bag. It wasn't a bad dish. Don't take that like Burt's was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually effing terrible. The gulf, the gulf between third and fourth was noticeable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so now we are between okay. the spinach artichoke dip right. and your s'more. Yeah. And this is tough because they were both very good. I would say those are both very good versions of what they are. Um, the spinach artichoke dip was very, very well seasoned. One of the like best season ones I've had in a long time. Wow. All the pieces were cut up really nice. I like the extra garlic in it. I think the Frito scoop is the right choice. The s'mores muffin, though, is simply more creative. And so I'm going to give it the win, <gasps> number oh, one. Wow. Oh, because I think that was a, like a cooler way to present something we've seen a million times before. And so instead of <laughs> the, the regular s'more, this was, it was delicious. Congratulations, Congratulations Abby. Abby. This, Abby. Is, this is such a full circle moment for me because you know how I was crying about how I was bullied in high school because I was a loser. <laughs> so I used to bring in these s'mores, muffins, and cookies to make people like me. Oh. So this is a really beautiful moment for me. <laughs> I'm going to eat another bite of it. It's I have more in the hallway if you want to. All right, now let's comment. Mo, did you actually make this yourself? I did. You did? You did yes, pour I did. this out? Out of a can, nope. right? You actually it's really good. 
I made it. I, I actually named it Moe's Spinach and Auto Choke Your Mama Dip. Because it, <laughs> it's that good. It makes you want to choke it your mama. It is actually very, very good. Thank yeah. you. So yeah. instead of slapping very good. your mama, you're yes. going to choke her? Spinach and Auto Choke Your Mama yeah. Cheese Dip. <laughs> yeah, I think if you served that same one, a little hotter. I think it needs to, like, spinach artichoke it needs to be, like, nearly magma hot when you yeah. serve it. Like, I was yeah. kind of struggling with how much to, like, heat it up. Yeah, you want it hot, baby. Yeah, right. yeah. All right, okay. Abby, congratulations on your win. Well done. This is a All huge right. day for me, Congrats. clearly. Kristen, <laughs> congratulations on your not losing. Woo-hoo! I still play. Take some comfort in that you only beat the one guy that's only made three things in his entire life. But you know what? Third place is third place. I'll take but, it. And you okay. did solicit me making a very loud prof- profanity gesture on the radio. So that's, I mean, so yeah. So, you know, that's, at least you didn't do that. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, yeah. Go to Kevin Gillespie's restaurants, especially if you're in Atlanta. Again, it's Gun Show, and the new one opens on May 1st. And again, it's called... The Dare. Can you even get in a gun show right now, or is there like a waiting list of so like six and a half years? So Gun Show opens reservations one month to the date rolling. So today is what, the 7th? So yep. at 8 o'clock this morning, the 7th of March opened. So set an alarm, and that's it. It's a simple was that like we don't book up six months because we would book up six months so, okay yeah. man uh kevin gillespie thank you for coming Thanks, in man, and being so you. patient you're always awesome appreciate it you survived Woo! and you I survived made it. Yeah. Well, it's early yeah it's early well hit us later if Call you're us back in almost no food poisoning <laughs> <laughs> listen it's the bird show for whatever reason all the interns just ran in here and yeah. intern caroline is responsible for representing all of them yes okay yeah, this is public service announcement. So right before we walked in for the taste test. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the competition the we just competition. had with Kevin mm-hmm. Gillespie and we all cooked him. Yep. The Great uh, Burt Show Bake Off Part 2, which uh, Abby won. Congratulations. Yes, yes. suckers. Yes. So right before you, we walked in, we uh-huh. discovered something. Uh-huh. And this would have taken Kristen from a Michelin store to closing the restaurant. We found a hair. Oh, damn. On a plate that you were about to get. It was a long, blonde, chunky piece of hair. You are DQ'd, bro. Oh, DQ'd. I wanted to throw some extra protein in there. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever removed the hair, thank you. Who did that? Caroline, thank you. No, now the next time you guys know this, that would have been great on-air content. (laughs) If Kevin has a hair on that, you did us a disservice by taking that out. That is not to be praised. (laughs) The funny part is that we thought it was stretchy cheese at first. We put, <laughs> we put it back on the plate. And then we were like, wait a second. And she, I mean, she was pulling for It was a just while. really long. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm actually kind of pissed because that might have brought you in the fourth place and I would have got third. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You did good. You Yay. jumped on the, the hair grenade for her. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Entertainment buzz. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. Taking another bite of my dip. It's entertainment buzz. Hey, instead of um, tasting your dip, can I just lick your head? Sure. When I went back there, all the interns are scarfing your dip because it's so good. And they're like, Kristen washes her hair a lot, right? And I was like, no. Maybe twice a week on a good week, I think. I'm actually amazed. It's it's like one of my hairs and not one of the dog hairs. If anything, there should be dog hair. That makes it more appetizing now. Yeah. Oh, for that sure. would have been fantastic. Anyway, now that we're done talking about dip during my entertainment buzz, <laughs> uh, this might be the worst headline to see after you break up with your reality star fiance. But before we get into that, in celebration of Black History Month, here is your Black Entertainment History Fact of the Day. This is an interview I saw a couple years ago on Julia Roberts' birthday, but I had no idea that Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King paid for her hospital bill in Atlanta. My parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop. And 
and one day Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her, her kids could be part of the school because they were having a hard time finding um, a place that would accept her kids and my mom was like sure come on over and so they just all became friends and they helped us out of a jam such a cool little piece uh -huh. of history and that was with an interview with gail king That's okay awesome. yeah back to bachelorette caitlin bristow so this is the worst headline to see after you have a split but she said after she and jason tardick broke up who jason tardick is also a, a contestant from a bachelorette season she said that she completely lost her sex drive at the end of the relationship she said it was gone i thought i was asexual i literally thought i was asexual she said during her off the vine podcast she said i remember thinking at this point i could see myself more with a woman I actually thought that than a man because I get it I think women are hot and I could do that I was like I guess this is it and I was fine with it so then she said she started going out with dates with guys on dates again and she was like oh yeah I'm not asexual I just forgot mm. what it was like to be attracted to men <laughs> so wow that's not a shot at him at all relatable <laughs> all right Donna Kelsey might not be in a um what are they called the a, suite. a suite. I almost called it a studio. I was like, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not the right word. She might not be in a suite for the Super Bowl. She says she's probably going to be in the stands with everybody else. How's the seating arrangement in the box? Usually you and Taylor are next to each other. I feel like that might be some good luck. Well, you can understand that the boxes in Vegas are multi-million dollars. Yeah. So I have a feeling I'm not in a box. I have a feeling oh. I'm in the stands. I know I'm in the stands with everybody else because it is a pricey Super Bowl. No. There's no way Taylor Swift would allow that. Yeah. I don't believe yeah. that at all. Either would her son. You know, the who guy that's actually to, playing in the game? Yeah, who happens to make a pretty penny. What does he make a year? It's got to be no less than like 7 or $8 million a year. So he has a contract for, I believe, $57 million over the course of four years. Four years. Last time I Googled it. That's just at $60 million. Five years, $46 million. And look up how much he's getting in endorsements now, because every time I oh, turn yeah. the TV on now, it's him and Patrick Mahomes in a Subway commercial or an insurance commercial. Every one of them. Yeah, but it's Pfizer, State Farm, and... Bud Light, Nike, yeah. uh, yep, and that's another five million on top of the the forty six million from being in the NFL. Five million in endorsements. Yep, yeah. In his podcast, she'll be in a suite. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, for sure. All right, for more stories, head to the Bird Show podcast on your favorite listening platform. Listen, it's the Bird Show. Are we about to talk about gym locker room etiquette? Because there's one certain person, particular person in the gym that I really admire. And it's the dudes that are so proud of what they look like naked that they never use a towel. They can walk right through that gym locker room and with such confidence. Just let it swing? Just letting it swing. Swing and swing. In fact, I think that they do certain mo movements to show off. -uh. Even I swear to you. It's impressive. And you're not one of those dudes? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I had like seven towels wrapped around me before I go in like the sauna. I had something that happened to me at the gym the other day, and I don't know. I think I made the right call. Um, I took our usual advice of worry about yourself and didn't say anything. But in retrospect, I'm wondering if I should have. Which is the antithesis of you. <laughs> yes, it is. So I was so proud of myself for being like, look at me, growth. And then, of course, I overthunk it. And I was like, oh, no. So I was at the gym, and I'm going to keep the 
the location vague in case this person is a listener. We'll say it's a very boutique gym. <laughs> There's two showers in it, one bathroom stall. That's how small this little boutique work, it's workout area is. And so I'm going down there. You're laughing because you know exactly where it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going down there and I walk in and one of the showers is running. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, the curtain's pulled. That's all good. And I start hearing these noises so from the shower. And these are big showers. I mean, they are quite sizable on Honestly, because there's a whole changing area. They're also wheelchair or handicap accessible. So you could roll in there. They've got fold down seats. So it's well equipped. And it's this woman and she is making these noises. And at first it sounds like, you know, like when you're all tight and tense and the hot water hits and you're like, ah, like it just feels so yeah, good. Sure. And I'm like, oh, good on her. She must have been lifting some weights, getting relaxed. And then it keeps happening. No. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. But the thing is. It doesn't sound sexual, but sometimes it does. It sounds like she's in pain. So it's not like she's angling the shower head. No, no. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. The water falling sounded normal, okay? It didn't sound like any weird, you know. Like she was up close in the area. Yeah, exactly. But she's. it was like, oh, ah, uh, oh, okay. Uh, and so it went back and forth between the two. And I was like, do I need to be like... Is she okay? Like, did she hurt herself? Has she fallen in the shower and can't get up? Like, no, until somebody falls in the shower and they're like, help, mm-hmm. I've fallen in the shower. Pick me up. Life <laughs> alert. Help. Yeah. You got, not- you got to know, though, this gym is like, it was me and her and she didn't know I was there. She was the only one in the bathroom, but also in the actual gym itself, which is a pretty small room connected to it. So she may not have known anyone was there. And if she had yelled, you would not have heard her outside Mm. it. So I went in quietly and I didn't say anything. And I hear it and I'm like, I I don't know if I should alert her to my presence. I was like, that's weird though. We're in a public space. Like clearly she'll know how to act. Like you would act accordingly. So to this day, I'm like, I don't know if I should have checked on her and asked if she was okay or if she was doing some sketch in the shower. I didn't say anything. So she could still be in there. No, she's not in there anymore. She was gone by the end of my workout. But I feel like I feel like somebody could have died, and I would not have known. I think you handled it appropriately. Yeah. I don't think so. I you, think I should have made noises back. I think you should have said something like, "Hey, everybody, everybody, all right." But how embarrassing is that yeah. if all you're doing is showering and you have sore muscles, and someone's like, "Are you dying?" <laughs> you worked out so hard. Are you dying or I, are you pleasuring yourself? I think you killed somebody. Oh, oh God. God. I am pretty certain you killed you know, somebody. No, it wasn't me. It was the gym, and that's why I don't work okay, out. Okay, you okay. killed somebody. Go walk with God. Well, I'm a murderer, so watch <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.